listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Hour two of Miller and Moulton on this Thursday. Hope your week has gone well. We got over the hump together yesterday. Now let's get to the finish line, shall we? Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan for the L.A. Chargers. The big story, but Dolphins losing Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator. Bucks in danger of losing Dave Canales, their offensive coordinator, to become head coach at Carolina. He's a finalist for that job and there's a connection between him and dan morgan who is now running the carolina panthers and we all know connections are a pretty big deal in life but mark it's it's time for us to start talking a little bit a little bit about the afc and nfc championship games and you uncovered a couple nuggets which, you know, once again, nuggets, some nuggets are smaller than others, but sometimes you get a really juicy nugget, one in which like two of them kind of, you know, become one. And it almost looks like you're getting Italy, you know, as your nugget. It's like, oh, wow, there's just like two nuggets here. So you actually can look at a nugget like people look at clouds and describe the shape of said chicken nugget. Yes. Okay. Because oftentimes the nuggets, for whatever reason, they don't join forces side by side. It becomes more of an L shape. And no, so you're look, right. Louisiana, I Italy. Right. I, I, I'm exactly. with you. I look at the nugget and I go, huh, I'll be damned. It's Italy. I've never been to Italy. How about if I eat this nugget? Closest I'm ever going to get to Italy. Got any dipping sauce? I'll. You know what? How about we do a marinara just because? All right, so Patrick Mahomes is pretty good, this just in. He's only been an underdog 11 times. In his career? Wow, it's six years as a full-time starter. So twice a year, he's a dog. Okay? Right. He's 8-3 and three outright and 9-1-1 one and one against the number. Now, remember, he and they are pretty good. Exactly. His only loss against the spread as an underdog came last year against the Bills at home, which means on the road against the spread, Mahomes is 9-0-1 as a dog. So what are you strongly hinting at? Take the damn points. Now, to further that claim. Oh, wait, there's more? There's more! Now, this is conspiracy theory out there just a little bit, but it's documented. It's facts. Warren Sharp, you and I both like Warren Sharp, provides a lot of information. Yeah, he's a very analytical guy. But this is just facts. This isn't, this is, Sean Smith is going to be the referee of the AFC championship game. Home teams, when he refs, only win 40.8% of the time. During that same period, home teams across the league have won 55.4% of the time. The lowest rate for home teams in the league is when John Smith's crew is officiating a game. So, 
so Mahomes' money is an underdog. And this guy favors road teams. And Mahomes is playing for the road team. That's correct. Yeah, Lamar and the Ravens are going to stick it to all of this. Okay. All of it. Take your ATS and take your straight up and shove it. David, the NFL's fixed. Come on. <sighs> where do they start? Do they buy off the kickers first? Where, do, where does it start? I, I'm just curious. <laughs> uh, I will say you could make the case. There's certainly two of the five best, but some would argue they're the two best in the Ravens Chiefs game. I mean, I'll we'll do over under right now a half number of missed kicks in the Ravens Chiefs game. Seriously, if one kick is missed in the AFC Championship game, and I understand it's going to rain, there's 75% chance of rain during the game. Don't care. If there's a missed kick in the AFC Championship game inside of 55 yards, it's a, <gasps> a stunner. Because they might be the two best kickers in the league. Not going to argue with it. It's a nice prop bet, though. Yeah, I don't even know if it's available, but it's it's one out there. And you're thinking, ah, come on. I, I just watched a bunch of games last week. Ah, they'll miss a kick. Okay. Winter weather? I would take the over. And then every, I would take the over in the Molten Sportsbook because maybe in real life it wouldn't be quite as good of value. Then every time they're lining up for the kick, I'll be in my living room doing the Waving the, the hands. Push, waving the hands, right. doing the push, trying to do everything, trying to do my part. Did you see the video of the Chiefs fan? Somebody posted it. So the Bills kickers lining up for the field goal. He literally, this is how superstitious he is as a fan. He goes into the closet. He gets the fan out. He puts the fan down. He turns it on next to the TV. And he puts it on the left side of the TV. Okay. And he's like motioning to blow the kick to the right. And sure enough, you know, Bass misses the kick to the right, and he's, like, jumping up and down with the fan. See, it worked. It worked. Part of me thinks he taped that, rewound the no. game, and put it out for effect. Well, it's possible, I guess, you know, but there it was live. You no, know, I got it, you. Yeah. yeah, These days, you got to be skeptical of that sort of thing. I, I The things people do for attention and yeah, we've got a lot. We've got way too many videos of people breaking televisions. Hey, yes. I'm going to turn my phone on now because that guy's going to go smash the TV. <laughs> This old TV that we no longer use. I do love, though, that uh, Jason Kelsey did tell his wife he was going shirtless at the game. And she wasn't happy about it. No, don't you dare were her final words. And he claimed in his podcast, because I wasn't asking for permission. I was just letting her know that the shirt was coming off. Right. But it is also, which I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, obviously they're happily married. All right, but I mean, she did say I wasn't crazy about him taking a shirt off around Taylor Swift. You know, I, I don't want him around other women with his shirt off. She didn't mention, you know, that it's twenty degrees out and the wind. No, she said I don't want him with his shirt off around other women. No, he was having the most fun he's had in a long time. Yes, he was. Well, certainly uh, over the last two months, because the Eagles didn't have a lot of it. He had some pent-up sure. frustration with the way that season ended. There is no doubt. In fact, he's having so much fun with his shirt off, waving it around, he might decide to come back for a year. Hmm. Take a month off, take two months off. 
don't make that decision too quick, too quickly, Jason. Yeah, I don't know. A grown man with tears in his eyes on the sideline hugging his longtime line coach. I don't think that's because he's not going to see him during off-season workouts. Yeah, he's, he's to me, he's made his mind up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he may change his mind, but that certainly looked like a man who had it in his head that when this season ends, I'm done. So what you're telling me, though, off of the two nuggets I gave you is that I need to get the pickaxe out and start digging a lot harder because they those nuggets did nothing for you. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm a trends guy. You know that. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a trend. But I have dug such a Ravens ditch, Mark. I am in the foxhole with the Ravens. There, there is no factoid. There is no team still alive that you can get me to leave that Ravens foxhole for. Unless Lamar gets hurt, there is no way I am leaving that foxhole. I am living and dying with the Ravens for the rest of the year. Doesn't mean they can't get beat. Of course they can get beat. But they are the deepest, most complete team left. And I'm in it with them. And unlike everybody else who's dealing with injury after injury, they're actually getting a key piece of their team back. Right. Right. They're getting players back. Everybody else is losing players. And to your point, it doesn't hurt that they have the best kicker who's ever played the game on their team. Right. And a hardball coaching. I mean, basically, they get inside the 40, it's points. I was thinking about this the other day. So, of the four teams left, the Niners' biggest weakness is probably quarterback. Lions is their secondary. Chiefs is their wide receiver core. What's the Ravens' biggest weakness? What is it? It's a great question. You can't even say Lamar's playoff history anymore because he put that to bed last week. Well, well, I, no, you can. I, I mean, the, their biggest weakness is they haven't done it. You know, I mean, right, the, but the three Ravens, of the four teams left haven't. Well, I mean, this is the fourth time in five years the Niners are in the NFC Championship game. I mean, you do have to give the Chiefs and Niners, if you believe in experience in a big spot, you have to give the Chiefs and the Niners the edge in that category. That if it's close, late third into the fourth quarter, I mean, they've it's sixth straight year the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game. And the last two years, those games were agonizingly close. And those are intangibles, though. I mean, you know, when, you, when you're sitting there talking right. about their playoff experience, it's an intangible. It's something you can't put your finger on if it even right. affects this year's team. Whereas line of scrimmage, Baltimore doesn't have a weakness on either, line of, either side of the line of scrimmage. Maybe Baltimore's secondary. Maybe. Oof. They're number one in least amount of big plays allowed. That's... I, I, because they led the NFL with 60 sacks. I mean, right. it's a lot like the Eagles from a year ago. You know, why did the Super Bowl turn out the way it did? The Chiefs blocked them. Eagles didn't get a sack. A team with 70-plus sacks on the year, and the Eagles blocked them. Now, the Eagles blamed the turf. Turf was slippery. They couldn't get any traction. That was their excuse. But the reason the Chiefs put 38 points up on the Eagles was Mahomes had time. Nobody had time against the Eagles all year. And that, that, to me, is the key for the Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes has to have time. Well, no one's had time against the Ravens. 
What can the Chiefs do to the Ravens, what they did to the Bills? I mean, nobody was near Mahomes Sunday. He could order Starbucks. He had so much time Sunday. You can't find a weakness for the Ravens. I mean, you, it's it's all semantics if, if there is one. And they're at home. That's the other thing. All the other AFC Championship games the Chiefs have played in have been at Arrowhead. I will say, though, I think the Chiefs are going to attack that offensive line, Mark. I don't think they're willing to concede. the. I do think with Chris Jones in the middle of the Ravens offensive line, I do think they're going to attack it. I think they're going to try to create a pressure point in the middle on Lamar. And with the way the Ravens are running the ball, I don't know if how they can get outside if that'll be enough to slow them down. Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 21 minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Roy Cummings, in a little more than 15 minutes' time. Chris Perkins at the top of the hour. Roy to talk about the Bucks. Chris to talk about the Dolphins. And Seth Everett makes his weekly visit a day late. But, you know, he had stuff going on, and we accommodated him because he's a longtime friend of the show. He'll join us in a little more than an hour. I, I do have a question, and Trent, it involves you, but you're not allowed to comment on it, and you'll quickly understand why. Uh, since he lost the bet about his favorite NBA team right. that, we're not, that we're not allowed to mention, actually we are, he's not, the Detroit Pistons, he can he include the Pistons in the play of the day as the way no. to get around losing the bet? Hell no. no. I would never even think about asking you guys if that is okay. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me, All right. That's just my opinion. Because when they won last night, I thought, you know. Because once again, Miller and Moulton Trent, what are we about? Snark. Okay. What What are we about? testing boundaries so the first thing that i thought of trent is if i was in your shoes well i would make the pistons the play of the day i'm not gonna say their name all right no but i'm just and of all the places you know all that you know you can we're going to the motor city for today's play of the day you can get you can get through the whole thing you don't even have to mention the team no if it was worthy in the future, before the All Star break, maybe. But you know, there was there was too much good action last night to yes, to there pick was that team up there in the Motor City. And so we don't... that 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 was the first thing I thought of when they rallied to win in the fourth, and which I said, you know, we'll see how much a Miller Moulton has rubbed off on Trent if he includes them in the pod to get around the bet. However. So. I also would like to keep my job for at least another paycheck, maybe another two paychecks. That wouldn't that wouldn't not hurt. a fireable offense. <laughs> no. Well, I know you never not. know. It's it's not. No, Trent. Listen, uh, you're working for seven bucks a show. We can't get anybody for less. And B, you get up at a ridiculous hour to do it, and we can't get anybody else to do that either. So really, you have job security, and you have to put up with us. I mean, and you still think this is a good job, which is another reason why we don't drug test on this show because we're convinced something is going on with you. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> I love it. So so we'll get to uh, Trent and the non-Detroit Pistons play of the day coming up 
in a matter of moments. So Jim Harbaugh is the focus of our poll question. He signed a five-year deal to be the new Grand Poobah, the L.A. Chargers, over under four and a half years. How long does he last? Right now, the under is getting 71% of the vote. You can go to that, Mark Miller, the David Moltner FL Sports Network on Twitter slash X or floridasportsnetwork.com to vote. I voted under, and you know me, Mark. I can overanalyze a three-car funeral. But, but there were two things that I weighed here. One is I don't think there's another job for Jim after the Chargers. I mean, unless it's to go back to Michigan. I mean, he's not going to coach in college no. anywhere else but Michigan, right? Right. Well, Whenever it's done with the Chargers, is he going to coach anywhere else in the NFL? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. So I'm looking at the Chargers as maybe his last coaching gig. So in theory, then that's not going to be a short-term thing, right? I mean, if this he's probably thinking in his mind, this is probably my last stop. I'd do this forever long I do it. I'll be in my mid-60s. You know, that'll be enough. You know, I got... He's got a family, a big family. And that's the reason that I'm curious about all this. I mean, he has a younger family. I mean, he's got kids still in school and not college. Okay. And this is a big move. Like, you know, I keep saying I don't think Dion's long for Colorado, not because of his health. He's got circulatory problems in his legs. Altitude is not the best if you have circulatory problems. This is real. This is not ego wanting a bigger job. This is your health. He nearly had his foot amputated. I wonder how long his doctors are going to say, Dion, the altitude's probably not your best stop. If there's an opportunity elsewhere, you might want to take it. S-M-U. Yeah, or... Dallas Cowboys. I, well, if it were the NFL, but I could Ooh. see him. I could see him. Part of me sees him at SMU with all the money and right there in Dallas. And see, and I thought Jimbo was going to get one more year at A and M. I thought Dion was going A and M next year. I did. I thought they'd give Jimbo one more year. How ironic! The AD who musters up the strength and the support to get rid of Jimbo, and then he leaves for Ohio State. But anyway. So I'm going under on Harbaugh, A, because, well, he doesn't play well with others, and B, I honestly think family could play a role here. This is a major move for their family. So you're going major under. Move. You're going under, and you also think this will be his last stop. So you're saying we only get three more years of Jim Harbaugh coaching football. Or four. Or four. Three or okay. four. I could see it being four. I could. So it's four years or bust to win his Super Bowl that he wants in I, David Moulton's mind. I picked under. Harbaugh desperately wants it to be over. And I say it for this reason. How long's his brother been in Baltimore? Uh, since 08. So, so 16, 16th, 16th season. Right. And the longevity and the success he's had, I think Jim wants to emulate that for the next 10 years with the L.A. Chargers. Hmm. Okay. But if he doesn't get a Super Bowl by the end of year four, the Spanoses will fire him. Yeah, we all know he's not staying anywhere 10 years or longer, right? At this point in his career. And it'll end badly in four, and he'll be gone. 
because That's it's the Chargers. That's our question. That Mark Miller, the David Moulton, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. You know, Mark, I am proud of you, for lack of a better term, for not getting back together with the Chargers. You are standing your ground on this. I'm shocked. And you're happy I'm for sh- him. You said this will be a good remarriage. He's not happy. He's angry at No, him. I'm angry. They, they've improved, and I don't like it. But you said it will work out for them. It will. Yeah. But so he's now, upset. I'm, I'm impressed with Mark, okay? The Michigan State alum who loathes Michigan but knows that Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan was better for college football. He's putting that ahead of his former Chargers fandom. Okay. All right. I'm proud of you. Thank you, David. He's on the market. That's true. He <laughs> is. Uh-oh. Look out. Time now for our Molly Made Play of the Day. Trent, what do you have for us? We're going north of the border today for some hockey, where the Toronto Maple Leafs are hosting the Winnipeg Jets, two playoff teams, and it's a nasty old-school defensive slugger. It's 0-0 after three periods, so we go to overtime, and about four minutes into the extra frame, Nicholas Robertson steals the puck, setting up this sequence for the win. Here's Robertson trying to twist away from Peon. Now he goes to bench in front, scores! Austin Matthews, a winner! Austin Matthews tips at home. That's a one nothing win for the home crowd. And congrats to you if you had the under six and a half goals because that hit with a bullet and a half. And with the win, Toronto moves to third place in the Atlantic Division. And you've got the Panthers at two and the Lightning at four. That's a Florida sandwich for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there's your play of the day presented by Molly Maid. 239-774-5839. That's the number for Molly Maid. Call today and give your spouse the gift of a clean house. 774-5839. Three nine. Austin Matthews there with his 39th goal of the season. I think that's his second and, play of the day appearance, too. And none of it matters. Honestly. No. There are franchise. None of it matters. The only thing that matters is the spring. There's so many teams now in so many sports in which that's the case. Hey, you're having a great regular season. Doesn't mean squat. Talk to me in three months. 100%. And the pressure will be amplified even more so this year for the Maple Leafs. Roy Cummings, we put the Bucks season to bed. And are they going to be in the market for an offensive coordinator? You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. And Roy Cummings who's covered the box for us for a generation. Roy joins us once again here on Miller and Moulton. You can follow Roy on Twix, Twitter slash X at R Cummings, F-H-C-N, R Cummings, F-H-C-N. Uh, obviously a successful season, uh, win the division, make the playoffs for the fourth year in a row, win a playoff game. Are you worried about the offseason for the Bucks, They've got a lot of free agents. Some of the names are key. Just what's your feeling about where they are as an organization heading into the offseason? Yeah, I feel pretty good about where they are. And I, and I feel that way because I believe, as you guys well know, in, a lot in Jason Light and his staff. Um, they are really, they are really, really uh, astute in terms of 
figuring out ways to move money around and uh, make things work for players. Uh, you know, typically veterans, they'll figure out a way to play the shell game so that the veterans get what they need, what they deserve, and uh, so they can bring on the players that they need to bring on. The big question to me is um, how much do you pay Baker Mayfield and how do you structure that contract? You know, Baker has every right in the world to go out there and demand a, you know, $30 million plus, uh, you know, not the top rate for a quarterback at this point, obviously, but he's, you know, he's, he's on the cusp of being in that realm. Uh, without him, the Bucks don't get to where they are this year. But I also think Baker feels that he's found a home finally in Tampa, a place where he can fly under the radar a little bit, just play football, be himself, and the team rallies around him. So that value has a, you know, has a price tag on it. And I think the Bucks will meet it. I really do. And the other question is, well, you don't want to overpay for Mike Evans. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously not in his prime anymore, but he may not be that far off. The guy still plays at a very high level and there's still, it's still, you know, how do you defend him? No one's figured that one out yet. Really? Uh, you can put two guys on him, but you know he's that's going to open so open up some other guys. So he's very valuable to this team. And then there's Antoine Winfield. You know, most people would say he was the MVP of the team. Period. So I like where this team is. I think they've got some work to do in the offseason. Um, not a lot of work, you know, cap room to work with. Still hurting there, but I think they will figure out a way to make it happen. I really do because again, part of this is. Does everybody want to stay a part of this? I can't believe that Antoine Winfield wants to go anywhere else. I might be wrong. Uh, I know that Mike Evans doesn't want to go anywhere else, and I don't think Baker Mayfield wants to go anywhere else. Well, and I think with Baker, Roy, I, I think you know, I think you're underestimating the market. When Daniel Jones got what he got, I thirty. If they could get Baker million for thirty million a year, I'd sign him three years, four years right now. I'd sign him four years, one twenty, and do it yesterday. But I think more like thirty five a year seems to be about the starting area for a guy like Baker. And to me, it's a question of how much guaranteed money are they going to give him. And that's not something Tampa's done of a fully guaranteed contract. But I think they could, the way to get Baker on the cheap to me, Roy, is to offer him three years with a lot of guaranteed money, maybe not as much as he could get on the open market. Is that something you think Tampa would consider? I think at the end of the day, they may have to, because uh, I agree with you. Uh, the number he's probably shooting for is 35, but... It's been one year. You know, let's not forget that for the last three years, Baker Mayfield was just a, a, a lost cause. And, you know, there was a lot of concern about did he even belong in the league anymore. So he had one good season. Uh, you don't you, you don't want to overpay for that. You want to make sure that, you know, he is he, he continues to be a better quarterback. And there's every reason to believe he will be. Um, so how much does Baker Mayfield believe in himself? You know, he bet on himself this past season. Does he bet on himself again? In a contract, I think the contract obviously has to escalate. I think there's got to be some easy incentives in there um, that he can make. And again, the real the real trick is how much do you give him in the guaranteed money, um, and is there a way to make sure that guarantee works? There may even be a promise in there that hey, a year from now we restructure this thing, and who knows? Maybe it's even a one year contract. You know, I I don't think he would take that, but at the end of the day. Maybe that's what works for him. Maybe he bets on himself again, and uh, and they work from there just because of the cap situation. That's the other thing. You know, if you're with Tampa Bay right now, and you're one of those guys who's you know looking for a new deal. You got to realize this team's a little bit in the you know in in cap jail. So 
you got to help them out a little bit there if you want to be a part of it. And again, I think most of these guys want to be a part of it. Well, and we're talking with Roy Cummings about the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are regarded as having one of the top three cap guys in the league, though. You know that that he can kick the can down the road as well as as anybody. But you know, Roy, just getting back to Baker. You know, Daniel Jones signed for forty a year. Geno got thirty-five, coming off one year. The, the Baker Mayfield Geno Smith comparison. If you're Jason Light and we're representing Baker, and you say to us what you just did about, hey, come on now, he had two years in the abyss, and now he had one year, and I just slide Geno Smith's contract in front of you. Three years, 105, that's 35 per, first year and a half, fully guaranteed. I mean, you'd have a hard time looking me straight in the face and saying you're not worth that, right? I mean, the Baker Mayfield-Geno Smith comparison's a good one, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's also obvious that those teams may have overpaid for those guys, for Geno Smith and for for Daniel Jones. Right. Um, and, and we think and- they have. But they you have. know, but right. this is business. I mean, you know, this this is business, and your option is Kyle Trask. <laughs> okay, now now you've got me in jeopardy, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, and and I, I I I again, you've got to structure the deal so that it works for you, and that's where again I think you hope the player is going to play with you on this, and you know what. This is how, because here's a, here's another counteroffer. You know, there's a reason that the Patriots were as good as they were for as long as they were. There's a reason right. they won six rings. There's a reason that Tom Brady came here and it worked. The reason, the only reason we were bring, able to bring on Rob Gronkowski was because that guy made it work. That's, you know, if he's the GOAT, wouldn't you want to emulate him even in this situation? It's not just on the field. He was the goat because he had he had the willingness, and granted, he had a lot of incentives, you know, outside of the you know outside of the building. I mean, he had a lot of money coming in in other areas. But Baker Mayfield's not hurting there either. You know, he's uh, he's had his share of uh, outside endorsements, and and he'll probably get more. So you you do have to look at it that way as well and say, hey, you know, it's it's a team. This is they call it the ultimate team game. And it's not just a team game between the lines. Sometimes it's a team game outside of the lines and, you know, at the uh, at the bank. Okay, uh, 10 more seconds and then we'll move on. You're the Bucks. We're representing Baker. Four for 130, which is 32 and a half, 100 of the 130 fully guaranteed. Would you do it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That to me makes sense. And again, when I say 30, that's that's your that's your entry offer. Like, look, we're not going to slap you in the face and embarrass you. This is what you're worth to us. Don't forget, it was a couple of tough years before this. You know, we're not there yet. Let's not forget somebody threw an interception at the end of the day. You know, I hate to bring that up, but, uh, you know, no, I, no, got I you. think that's a great – that would be a tremendous deal. And okay. and the biggest problem that may be going forward, Roy, is Dave Canales is talking with Carolina. He's getting a second interview. I mean, this has been the cohesiveness of this offensive side, bringing him on board. A lot of people think he saved Baker. You know, this is going to put the Bucks in a real bind. They may have to uh, increase his role a little bit, make him an assistant head coach, give him a pay bump. Uh, you know, that may have to happen too. So, uh, you know, just to keep him, because I think you want to keep him. 
he's you know I like his system. I like the balance, and uh, and I just like you know just like the system overall. So I think he's a keeper. Um, you know, I don't think he's ready to be a head coach yet. So, you know, I don't think he'll get the offer, but you never know. I thought that Bowles and Canales came off really well in the Detroit loss, how calm they both were. Canales just matter-of-factly getting those plays in so quickly to Baker. Baker able to bark out the instructions before the crowd got out of hand. I I thought that whatever we thought of the Bucks brain trust in the last two weeks, I think they acquitted themselves really well. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think they were very well prepared for that game in uh, in Detroit. Um, I, I liked the uh, the defensive approach, not blitzing as much. Um, didn't quite work out, but uh, at the end of the day, I, I thought they were well prepared for the games, and I think they did a, a darn good job. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you know, and as you've heard me talk about it before, guys. The Glazers look at this team and they see, you know, is the pendulum on the upswing at the end or is it uh, on the downswing? And I think a month ago or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it was on the downswing. You know, you lose to Atlanta. You should have won that game. Uh, You struggle to beat uh, Carolina to win the division. But then since then, that pendulum's back on the upswing. And I think they like that. Uh, I don't think there's any question they want to keep this group for now and uh, and reward them, and they should. And you're convinced Mike Evans is a buck next year and for the rest of his career, right? I'll be a little surprised if he's not. Here's And, and again, because both sides want him. They want, to be, they want him here. He wants to be here. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. I don't think he's necessarily driven by the money, but once you get the agents involved, you know, there's a precedent that has to be set. Um, in fact, I think he's a guy that will absolutely take less if you can give me more later. Uh, to make this work, and and I think that'll happen. So uh, I, I think he'll stick around just because this is where he wants to be. And again, look at the, he's got cr- tremendous chemistry with the quarterback. I think that plays a part too. I think somebody gets sacrificed to keep Baker, to keep Winfield, to keep Levante, to upgrade the offensive line, maybe with a free agent signing. I, I think it, Evans has taken his last snap with the Bucs. Because I also think someone, like the Cowboys, somebody views him as Kansas City may go into next year saying we have to upgrade at wide receiver. I think somebody's going to look at Mike Evans and give him 22, 23 a year for three years. You might be right. um, But again, there are other ways to do it. Maybe the sacrifice comes on the other side of the ball. You know, maybe, uh, maybe Shaq Barrett's no longer around. Maybe... Levante David gets let go. Um, I'd hate to see it, but maybe sometimes you have to make sacrifices elsewhere to make it all work because, you know, you can make the argument, you know, how great was Shaq Barrett this year? Maybe not as great as he could have been, as he has been. Uh, You have a lot of young guys. Uh, And other things are going to develop as well uh, based on where they think, what they think they can get in the draft. Uh, That could have an impact. So, um you know, it's look. It's it's a tough off season for them. And again, they're you know they're trying to avoid they based on where they were at the beginning of the year. I mean, you, you have to factor that into the fact. You know, they they made the playoffs, uh, won a game, 
a team that was in, you know, what had $80 million against the cap dead money or whatever it is, 40 million, 80 million, forget up, get the number now, but it was just ridiculous. You know, the, the, the dead money was just overwhelming and they somehow managed to uh, work around it. Do you know the Bucks have the longest playoff streak in the NFC? I did not know that. Are you really? Yeah, because think of the Niners for the last five years have gone to the NFC Championship game, but in 2020, the pandemic year, they didn't make the playoffs. The Eagles <laughs> have made it three. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the longest active playoff streak in the NFC. I'll tell you what. This is why it's so important to hold on to Baker Mayfield, uh, Antoine Winfield, Mike Evans, Levante David, et cetera, et cetera, because everybody sleeps on this team. You know, Peter King picked them to pick to win four games. Right. I guess the Peter King took about three minutes to evaluate the Bucks this year because uh, they weren't worth his time. And I think most people around the nation look at it that way. The, this team isn't worth their time. The division wasn't worth anybody's time. But you know what? At the end of the day, somebody has to win it, and you never—you just never know what uh, you know what's going to come of a team that uh, that finds itself uh, throughout the course of a season. And we found out that the Bucks, uh, better than the Eagles, um, probably just about as good as Detroit, uh, better than the Cowboys for all the you know the, the hyperbole and everything else. Uh, they're right there. They are right there. You can't looking at it right now. You can't help but say, okay, this is the team to beat in the NFC South next year, you know, put them down for at least 10 wins, if not 11 or 12, and uh, expect them to get to the playoffs and win a game there as well, based on what you see right now. He's Roy Cummings. Roy, we'll talk again around the draft. Be well. Good luck to your Cubs the rest of this offseason. Sign somebody, will you, by the way? You re- you need somebody. <laughs> I'm all in favor. Follow uh, Roy on Twix at R Cummings FHCN, R Cummings FHCN. Thanks, buddy. Thanks you. Thanks, thanks to you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's been great. Roy Cummings, who covers the Bucks and has done so for us for roughly twenty years. Twelve wins. Well, pump the hey, brakes. But he is I a am. glass half full guy with the team. He's convinced Mike Evans is coming back. He has been that way all year long. That's nothing new out of Roy Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening.